0: Friends and welcome to another episode of Between Players. My name is Zach, and today I have my good friend and fellow podcaster on a side quest, Yan Wang. We're here to talk to you about uh, SquareSoft's long-awaited, much-desired Final Fantasy VII: The Remake. As we continue to plow through uh, this uh, moment in time during the pandemic, we have spent many hours uh, crashing through Midgar, and we have some thoughts. I think we have a lot of thoughts, actually. So yes. Absolutely. (laughs) So, Jan, tell me, like, um, you know, you you had a very unique experience because, like, my memory of the game is basically somewhat frozen in time, about 17 years ago. Uh, But you played the original on Switch, is that right? Yeah, um, I uh, was not a
1: PlayStation kid in the late 90s, uh, but I heard everybody playing Final Final Fantasy Seven. And, you know, it, it became like, you know, the cult classic. And I was never a part of that conversation when people talk about Cloud or Tifa or Aerith. And it's just names to me. But people um were, I was always wondering, like, why people were so sad when they talk about Aerith. And I was like, well, whatever. And I'm like, you guys are, you guys are crazy. But yeah, I am. Um, when I, uh, when when the remake was announced, I I knew I wanted to play it, but I also knew that I need some contact, uh, context. So I played Final Fantasy VII Classic um, uh, with, you know, w- with the God mode on, of course. Okay, yeah. I was going <laughs> to
0: ask whether or not you were doing that because, like, it makes a lot of sense, like, if you're playing the remake and having the original next to you, like, getting mm-hmm. the benefit of just being able to essentially, like, play through the story and not be hindered by... Much of anything, right? Like you just get to like play through the fights and see the story beats and kind of compare them together, right?
1: Yeah, and I just wanted to see like what um, you know. This is such a it's so it's an incredible like uh, thing to do. Like they're, they're like here, you know, Square is like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna deliver like the biggest title of our generation as a remake, and um, and and I wanted to make sure. That I fall like I want to see if it was going to be like an apples to apples transition, and
0: mm-hmm. and boy was I wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, um, um, it there are like I mean like we can definitely agree that there are a ton of things that the remake does super well. Like, mm-hmm. um, in fact, I, I I don't know if you had this feeling, but as somebody who still has the rosy glasses you know, impression of the game from, from whence. Cause the PlayStation was my first, like it was the first console I bought with my money. And I like, you know, it was the first game I bought with the console. And, um, it was just kind of like this, I don't know. It was like this, like fun transitional thing as a teenager. Like I had a part-time job and I earned up enough cash to like go get a, pre- a second gen PlayStation one, uh, which is the one that, um, didn't overheat and you didn't have to turn over. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, Final Fantasy 7 came out and uh, my friend and I were just like so amped because we were huge Final Fantasy fans. And it was the first time we got to see like Polygon uh, polygon uh, characters moving around, so there's this huge like aesthetic bump, right? Like part, no, oh, the yeah. transition from cartridge to CD uh, meant that Square could do these like fully rendered FMVs that were super gorgeous. And fr- the original, I'm sure, playing it on Switch is like, oh my gosh, like there's so much uh, like video time in it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a
1: lot of full motion videos um, going on for cutscenes, but. When I was playing the original, the graphics, the the polygon characters, just it it did not age well. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it was uh, one of those things that was kind of painful to watch, where you um, you're just it's almost as though um, the game looked like a tech demo. <laughs> just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is how a character can walk. This is how uh, we can. We can make Barrett, you know, move his arms really fast to show that he's angry at something.
0: Right. <laughs> like, can but you imagine those poor animators uh, animating mm-hmm. the shards of glass as Cloud crashes through the window on his bike and it just, like, each... Having to hand-animate <laughs> each oh. of those pieces and stuff like that. Like, yeah. compared to, like, the FMVs we get in the remake, which, like, they look like... Uh, I don't know if you've ever watched it, but the... Um, the FF7 uh, like, like let's call it an OVA full motion film. Like um, Mm -hmm. I can't remember the name of it right now for some dumb reason, but like the, I am kind of blown away that the FMVs in and even the game itself look like the moments where it's in game rendered look so much more appear so much more clear than, Mm -hmm. you know, than those FMVs. And at the time when they came out, it was like, it was mind blowing. We we're like, Oh my God, look at this stuff.
1: Oh yeah. We just went from like the 16 bit era. Right. And, right. and things were just, you know, clunky simple. and boxy. Yeah. Simple, flat 2d. Yeah. And, and, and that was, um that was just, but yeah, I, I just, just playing it and trying uh, playing classic and trying to like put my mindset of what was going on and, in in 97 and um just be, like uh, i was just trying to remember what game i was playing i, I think it, i believe i was i was playing halo i was playing the original halo and i was just like well, I, I believe that no yeah well, it wasn't, it wasn't, the it wasn't one gen after that so one gen, that's right okay so uh, yeah it was, it was just me sitting there just trying the to figure out yeah <laughs> it's just it's just me trying to figure out like what was i playing at that time but right but it was but yeah i mean i may be knocking the graphics for a playstation era game but um uh but what i I am very impressed with what playstation 4 brought to the remake um the characters were that was one of the highlights i believe of remake is how beautiful each character looks like like cloud looks great barrett looks great tifa Aerith, everybody, everybody the environment like um they put a lot of care on what these characters are gonna look like in this game and i was at, at first i was skeptical because when they first announced this game i thought it was gonna be you know turn base i didn't know they're, uh, they're gonna
0: yeah i thought it's gonna be turn base so the hybrid just, uh mm-hmm. kind of i feel like um i mean it takes a lot from what they learned in final fantasy 15 in terms of having like a quote unquote real time battle Mm -hmm. system that has like menu fighting in it. And in some ways it feels a little bit like it kind of feels like the coat, uh, the Knights of the Old Republic or Mass Effect type um, Mm -hmm. battle system where you're sort of like pausing time a little bit. Although in this, obviously like the AI is much more, excuse me, in the remake, the AI seems to be a, just a touch more, uh, random and what it decides to do. Oh, um, it was very
1: random and at times very dumb. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> like at least in Mass Effect, I could tell my team to like go a certain direction
0: and stick there and start
1: shooting. Yeah. Stand um, behind
0: this block, shoot at that, don't die.
1: Yeah. I will find myself like if like in fights where um I'm engaging I, I would play I would play cloud like a tank, you know, just take all the damage, try to do as much as possible and then hope hoping that Aerith, my healer is healing me but then there'll be times when i'm in trouble and then Aerith is like you know randomly walking in, like right next to me i'm like what are you doing so close to me
0: if i see you i'm dead yeah yeah <laughs> or you're if in trouble you're and right I gotta, to me, we're in trouble yeah exactly go, she's over here it's a safe area
1: yeah, she's over here whispering me like flour recipes. I don't know what she's doing, but she should not be standing next to me. Uh, but but so yeah, I the AI was uh, with my teammates uh, were questionable at times. Either and sometimes and during fights, I was kind of like, am I not telling these people not to do something correctly, or am I not timing things correctly? There were some of the things uh, with the um, uh, trying to have your AI fight with you is, is just um, was kind of frustrating.
0: Yeah. Sometimes there feels like this uh, disconnect um, and kind of going back to the older game and, and that comparison. Like, yeah, the, the graphics obviously look a lot better. Like you said, there's like a ton of care, time and attention built into uh, not only the city of Midgar, which feels like a much more expressive character than it did in the original. Oh, yeah. Uh, but the, in so, like, definitely in the first, like, I'd say the first, like, solid four hours of the game, I felt like I was seeing the realization of what I imagined playing as a kid mm-hmm. and, or as a younger, as a, as a teenager. And um, I thought that was kind of fun. Like, that part of it, like, really, that hooked me right away. Like, I really enjoyed that sensation of, like, my my imagination or what i thought i was seeing at that time just like more high resolution Mm -hmm. um that was the feeling i had um and that starts to change as obviously as the game goes on it starts to make those um those changes become more apparent but yeah the the fighting system feeling more updated felt good it was like a kind of a fun combination of two things but we can talk about like the parts that wore down a little bit but um oh yeah yeah Midgar itself like it and uh one of the things that really humanized a lot of what was happening is like i remember when you play the the original and you you take out the first reactor you basically just go back to the base right like you don't do anything else and in the remake you walk through the smoldering debris of the city area that you just blew up Mm -hmm. and it kind of like I think it does a good job of recontextualizing who Avalanche really is because in the old game, I, for me anyways, like Avalanche was a moniker, and they're like you know rah rah, we're against this corporate this corporate entity that's like sucking the energy out of the earth, but it doesn't but it doesn't paint uh Avalanche as like true e- eco terrorists, mm-hmm. and, and I feel like in this game, it makes them feel a little more gray, like less purely. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? They're not—they're not untouched by their own decisions. You know what I mean? And uh, like, you, I think that builds on the idea that you said It's like they made these characters have more depth, and I think they showed that in a really good way.
1: Yeah, I gotta come in like like Square for like even creating that scene because you, it's almost like there's always repercussions that you just don't see in a game. Like like you're um. Like, like they're walking around, you'll hear all these conversations about, oh, you know, like what just happened? Like, like, and then people have opinions, like people that do that work for Shinra like, we believe in what we're doing. And, and these terrorists are like ruining everything. And, um, and it, it kind of gives it more context, it, it, it more like um a, a, a political, a political conversation that's happening within the game. Yeah, um, and and that is something that um, that I ha- I rarely experience in the game. Sometimes you're just playing uh, a hero; and he's just blowing everything up, or they are blowing everything up, and you don't know what um, people are, th- or what the game, the community's thinking,
0: or the city's thinking, and you yeah, know, like whether even or not they're like, truly impacting the world around them, or if you're just like doing a mission, essentially. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So that's early on, and then later in the game, when you go inside the Shinra building, um, then you get the you get the opinions of the um of the uh, of the workers you know the people yeah. that work at, at the office and they're looking at you know at the at the reactors and the fire and they're just like blown away and they're feeling bad as if they were the bad guys you know like oh god right. what did we cause you know what 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 is going on here so he, it, it, that, that part of the game the storytelling really interests me just because um, you're just seeing it from both sides. Right.
0: Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, like, I think we are both pretty settled on, like, looks a lot better. Uh, for the most part, character writing is a lot more interesting. Aerith is uh, a lot more fleshed out in this first chunk of the game. Yeah. Um, and then she was in the original, I think. Um, they... There's a few like tropey things that kind of introduced, but I'm not going to like speak ill for a little bit longer because I just want to <laughs> like sit in this nice space of complimenting it because it is a huge effort. Like mm-hmm. these guys have worked a really long time on it and they had to build something that like met a lot of fan expectations. But to to appreciate it, I think the difference, I'm totally curious as to what people think if they've never played the original. Because it feels like you would have had to have had some context to really fully appreciate the new game.
1: Yeah, uh, I could. Yeah, it's almost as though like, like they 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 brought like you have all these characters. Like I always think about like Jesse, right? Jesse yeah. and um and her crew and how how they were just side characters and then this one that they actually, you know, Jesse has a, as a mom that makes pizza. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's it's almost as though like, like I'm getting to know my teammates. Right. Right. And, And I'm not, I'm not just, I'm just, it's just not the core four. It's also the other, uh, NPCs, you know, that, that, um, that are, um, involved in this, this, um, they're like well, I don't, I don't want to call it crusade, but their efforts, you know.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, that's that's basically what it is. They've got an ideology about well, Barrett and the rest of Avalanche has has a very specific ideology, and it's not necessarily wrong because Shinra is depicted as being a a grotesque, uh, uh what do you call them? Not just corporation, but a um, they're so monolithic; they, they're a conglomerate. They own yeah. some different sectors of business uh, energy and uh vehicles and yeah
1: economy. they become they are they, they uh, like the that, that that world relies on them for this energy yeah right that they're siphoning and um I, I, the closest
0: i could think about that is like amazon like yeah. can we survive have like a very this is a very good analog to what mm-hmm. we're at least from the from our from our perspective what it looks like yeah uh, and yeah it's Yeah, I feel like all that stuff, like you said, just like is fleshed out more is it feels more like the world feels more inhabited or Midgar for sure feels more inhabited. Um, But yeah, like uh, overall, like those are the parts of the game that I feel are the most impressive. uh, The just like from a technical achievement thing, like they are able to write a much more interesting world and uh, deliver in a visual way that I think, really does justice to the old thing and then also makes it feel new again. Um, but in kind of transitioning, there's there's like some things that are some like clear departures. And there's also some stuff that I feel like, I don't know, like how, how many hours did it take you to actually complete your first run of the game?
1: The first run took me 64 hours. Okay. And I think that's a lot of time for a... For, uh, um, Kind of for like an action game this is almost a compare like i'm comparing it to like um uncharted or even an right. assassin's creed i think i put in a little bit more time in this game than i i i wanted to it, i think it was like 50 50 hours maybe i would be happy with it but that was there's a lot of um there's a lot of frustrations in the game where it, that probably made me play more than i needed to mm uh
0: yeah 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 i feel like uh there is definitely how long did it take you to finish it it took me just over 45 to get through the my first playthrough i i got to a point in the game where i like the last like third of the game basically i kind of i didn't deliberately try to finish everything so there were a couple of things specifically that i didn't do and this we can kind of talk about this. I think pretty, pretty, pretty well. Like so, in the the things, one of the things I really like, kind of like dipping back into like the combat stuff, like was the how they like treated materia pretty similarly to the old one, mm-hmm. um, and you know, like you see it equipped in your weapons, and there's all this like cool detail like that. But like this, how the summons work, um, they kind of like sort of like unorganically like throw them at you a little bit, and then the last two that you can get, you have to actually like essentially fight to receive from that kid that is doing all the battle research. And uh, so I did the Shiva fight and I stomped her out. Um, But then I just didn't go back and do the fat chocobo. I was like, uh, I've got, I never have a part. I never have a moment where my party members are able to summon more than really one or at the like, yeah, really one per fight or in a, in a fight. So I don't know. I just felt like it was kind of a the for me, the summons didn't feel as like impact filled because you have to burn your ATB charge to do their abilities except for their final one. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of frustrating, too, because it's like I want to do an action, but the summon. Like, if I want to use one of their abilities, I have to pay for it. You know what I mean? I got to, like, I got to, like, use my ATB to pay for the summons uh, summons ability. I don't know. What what'd you think about that, comparing it with the with the old one?
1: You know, the old one, I never used my materia, only because I was in god mode. Oh! <laughs> yeah. So, so I feel, yeah, so I feel like I missed out on that, right? Like, it, yeah. I remember towards, the, like, so when I was playing the classic, um, I would see. Uh, I later saw options for material. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> like, uh, when am I supposed to use this? Right. Right. But in the but in remake, I was kind of um the, they they introduced material like really early on, and then and that made me focus a little bit more on it. Like like uh, you level up your material. So mm. so I that's one thing that uh in classic that I just didn't really um focus on. But yeah, with, with, with the, um, with the materia of like doing, um, uh, I, there was like certain ones I really like, um, the one that like buffs, like just buffs your healing. Like that early on, that was my biggest thing, was
0: like, oh my gosh, I am just getting destroyed here. Like, I'll amplify, mm-hmm. um, I forgot what it's ca- really called, but yeah, it lets you like uh, essentially cast all, cast on mm-hmm. all the party members. Yeah, yeah. And I ended up leaning a lot on that, and also leaning on all barrier um, mm-hmm. for a couple of fights, just because. Oh wait, yeah. Uh, and then I had one more where I used it offensively for sleep, because mm-hmm. uh, in the sewers there are those uh, turtle spear creatures that would like turn you into a frog, and the only way I could figure out how to like really subvert it in the remake was to cast all sleep on them. And then you just like <laughs> destroy them one at a time because they'll never they won't wake up fast enough for you to worry about. Yeah,
1: yeah, I, yeah, and I didn't even use sleep very often. I, oh, okay. I didn't even think about it until the very end when one of the monsters or one of the enemies was using sleep on me. I was like, man, I wish I can. Oh, I can cause sleep <laughs> on somebody, sure, yeah. but but I didn't max out that materia at that time, right? right? And and so I was using. I was just using um, I wasn't being um, uh, I was more of an action fighter than a spellcaster at that time. So Mm -hmm.
0: do you feel like the areas of the game that are extended or do you feel like the areas of the game that they kind of like added to do you feel like they improved the game or detracted from like do you feel like you should have spent upwards of 40 hours to complete this uh, this iteration of the game? There was some parts where I can do without. Like, like whole exam- stages? What was that? Like whole chapters or just like areas of a chapter?
1: Areas of a chapter. Okay. Like there was a time where we we're running through the tunnel, like during the train tracks. This is really early on. But I was like, why am I running through this train track tunnel? <laughs> like like in this- real time? Yeah, like in real time. It. Yeah. it- that was so frustrating for me because, um, because there were also areas that you can go upstairs to the other side of the subway. I mean, I get lost in real life at a subway <laughs> or, 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 at a train station. I don't need to get yeah. lost in a video game where I'm just like, okay, where am I at? Okay. Do I, did I stand on this platform? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I could have done without that part of the game, but I mean, uh, there was just, and that's not the first part. I think throughout the game, there's there's areas of this long, sh- like narrow stretch to get to your next point, whether you're skipping to another react or another sector or whatever. Mm-hmm. But there's always this, this part of the game, and I don't know if if the devs were trolling us or just going to like, huh, let's tack on this additional unnecessary thirty minutes of gameplay for them just so they can walk level up and yeah, and find materia, you know.
0: So just to warn the people who are maybe listening to this and haven't played the game yet, like probably from here on in, we're going to like start spoiling chunks of the game because you can't really talk about the remake without talking about um, stuff we chop that relates to the original or stuff that they've altered that we feel like may or may not be an improvement. Um, Mm -hmm. I'll start with a couple of things. I, to, to your comment, I think I would have chopped out the entire ghost train section.
1: Yes. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's,
0: it's an interesting setting and I don't I don't actually hate it or anything like that. I just think that it's it doesn't as as stylistically interesting as it is it doesn't mm-hmm. fit anything else and this kind of leads into the thing that I found the most like the alteration into the game that I find the most I don't know the that I feel the most on the fence about so they have the those uh, shrouded wisps or Mm -hmm. whispers. I forgot what they're called. Um, that are like the things that are trying to manipulate fate or keep fate on track. And I don't know if I like them as a personified thing, because it doesn't make any sense to me that you actually fight them in different er er areas. Like Mm -hmm. they're, you know, they're a MacGuffin they're kind of like a, a thing that shows up to like, keep the, keep the plot moving. Um, and, that was the first thing that I noticed. I was just like, ah, I really don't like this. Like it, this feels really. And if you've played any of them, you'll know what I mean. Like it feels very kingdom heartsy. Oh gosh. And and that's a series that I personally just don't gel with. And so to see some of those like design ideas come in just little, like, I don't know, just kind of like rub me the wrong way, basically. So ghost train section i would chop out uh like there are some areas i feel like they just kind of linger like your that final like march back to the shinra building that whole area where you're just like going over the wall and then through that giant like broken building to just to get, just to get inside of shinra seems like uh like another big waste of my time like it's like it it was fine but it was just like annoying cuz i know how to like break all these enemies the fights are not that hard it like you know what i mean it didn't feel like it added anything like no. the building takes up so much time on its own like i felt there were like four endings by the time i got to the actual like end of the game
1: <laughs> i know exactly what you mean is like oh is this the ending is this the ending no is this the ending
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i know just, exactly like, a what you mean right? Like Uh I've invested in the world. I've gone and done your little side missions. I've done all this stuff. And now you want me to spend, I don't know. I felt like I spent like a good, I want to say I spent a good, like a good few hours in the Shinra building. Mm -hmm. And then on the escape. Yeah. Well,
1: you got to remember the Shinra building also attacked on a 10 minute stair simulator so <laughs> which I, to me i actually enjoyed it i enjoyed that stupidity i i was like laughing the entire time i was like i can't believe i'm thing. yeah I, I can't believe i'm gonna do this and just go all the way up the stairs you know yeah yeah um but you know like going back to the director like like what is it, uh, the kingdom hearts person tet is it tetsuya Nomura? namura yeah yeah, please correct me if I'm saying that wrong. I didn't. I don't have any Kingdom Hearts context, but from what oh. I gathered after this game was over, I'm like, is this guy, is this person like the David Lynch of, of, of video games? Because that ending was very Twin Peaks-esque.
0: Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, and it's definitely a page right out of the Kingdom Hearts playbook, which is also his brainchild. And mm-hmm. it, um, so the original game was not directed by him. Uh, he was, I think it was the first game that he did all of the lead character design for, mm-hmm. um, final fantasy seven, I mean, um, the original. And so Yo, when he, okay. when it was announced that he was directing the remake, it didn't quite like hit at that moment. I was like, Oh, that's, that's strange that they would make the designer, the director of the new game. But then it sort of like manifested, I feel in these like weird expanded sections Uh, Some I view as like cringe thirst. Like there's like the sort of like harem like uh, uh, trope between like cloud and Tifa and uh, Aerith and Jesse initially. Um, But there's just sort of this, like there's like these anime tropes that are kind of introduced in a way that wasn't as maybe it was a restriction of the technology back then or something, but it wasn't as obvious. Like it wasn't as like, visually deliberate to make cloud into this sort of uh, like uh, sort of like a prototype harem character mm-hmm. and there's just little stuff like that that I just like is like I like I understand this thing as like a taste and I this may be attractive to some people but 17 years later me is like that doesn't really do it for me I would have been happy to skip a bunch of that. <gasps>
1: Oh, it was totally ridiculous. But I think that's what it was, right? For me, with no context of whoever's directing this or however it was, it hasn't been played out. I yeah. just thought it was completely uh, ridiculous and silly. But I, yeah. I enjoyed it. I think you enjoyed it. I, I, okay, I to- yeah, I enjoyed yeah. It. it. It was. I only enjoyed it because it was um, funny. It put yeah. my it put my favorite characters in a position to like poke fun at each other. And, uh, it was it was definitely lighthearted it was it, it was it was a much needed piece of the game after uh you know after blowing up people's homes and being
0: depressed about it <laughs> <laughs> which there certainly is plenty of that so yeah. uh, and then the last thing that I feel like we could touch on would be like there's the end of the game has not only is the ending very and I understand why they did this, but I don't know if I I don't know if I'm on board with it, I'll say, but mm-hmm. one thing about the end that I found kind of frustrating is it felt like they threw essentially like five, it felt like f- this, maybe it is five, five boss fights
1: mm. at you essentially
0: in sequence. Cause you fight the Genova mutant mm-hmm. and then you fight the Turk leader and his dog. And then you fight the, uh, the robot, the robot car on the Brit on the, uh, on the highway. Oh, that was hard, yeah and then you fight, <laughs> then you fight the uh then you fight in two oh yeah, then you fight the uh the fate monster in its three elements, and then mm-hmm. you fight Sephiroth, so there's five fucking final boss fights
1: <laughs>
0: was it that frustrating zach <laughs> yeah well yeah i I was just like kind of exhausted, like I'm like you could have chopped at least one of those out, and it would change absolutely nothing. Like if you just had Sephiroth come in and like, you know, do the scene with Barrett, have him like run off with Genova, That's fine. Whatever. Like, okay. Um, but then like, and then the highway escape monster, that's like kind of in the original game. Right. Mm-hmm. So like, I can, yeah. I can live with that. Then we add this new part where you, you jump through the rift and you fight, uh the fate monsters, which I found I found out something playing it over and over because I was doing really poorly mm-hmm. at those fights for some reason and then I figured out that how the AI works on those last three fights, if you the moment you switch party members, it refocuses on that party member. So like mm-hmm. when you're cloud, they just are dominating cloud they basically ignore your team. And then when you're playing, if you just like switch to Aerith, they'll just like nuke Aerith, right? Like, like all of them converge on that character. So mm-hmm. eventually I got into the mode of like, okay, I load up cloud with all the defensive stuff so I can sit there and take a beating and then let the others like let their ATB upfill and pound back essentially. Like that was my strategy to win. And it worked. It worked on all of those last three fights. Like it, it absolutely erred the last two fights in the rift. Um, uh, how did you approach dealing with that stuff? Oh, I, I, well, go, going back,
1: I do agree. I, I really hate fighting those three monsters. Oh, like, yeah. But Especially uh, the
0: dragon form was like,
1: yeah. It
0: had that random, like, one hit nuke that just, like, made me feel crazy.
1: Oh, yeah. That one, that one actually made me um, throw my controller, go outside and just sit in the hot Austin sun. i was like this is a lot more enjoyable than what i just had to deal with because it takes these it's so hard to get to that point right so but what but then what i how i approached it at the end was i i just like you know what i'm just gonna spam barriers and play the survival game and you know and and play the game where i kind of hate myself for doing which is like kind of chip away slowly instead of feeling like i'm dominating this thing and that that's and I hit that part, in that in the in the entire game I I hit that I have felt like I was playing the entire game like that and maybe I'm just bad at this game but it it, did, it didn't feel like I was like as strong as I should be or like or, yeah. or I should or, or maybe the bosses
0: are or a little bit harder for me to figure out at the end. Well, the game know. definitely hides a ton of stuff from you, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, one of the things that I i like stumbled onto so to speak was that like dodging is almost useless like you should just block and counter essentially as often as you can Mm -hmm. because that like because dodging really doesn't do that much effectively um especially with the slower cares like barrett can't dodge he's just gonna take he's just gonna take it like you have to be with uh, either tifa or cloud who are much more mobile right like you can move around quickly Mm -hmm. Um, and you're right spamming dive kick like i cannot tell you how many fights i won by essentially spamming the dive kick ability from tifa like that that move for some reason has stunlocked so many monsters whereas like uh cloud's operator mode didn't um yeah so i don't know and then like like you said this like david lynchian ending where you're (laughs) on this other universe like so let me let me tell you what i think is going on or what i've i've read and have like compiled in my mind is like the end okay. of the game basically says and then you can tell me what you think about about this or if you got a different take or you know your your interpretation of it okay. um it feels like the end of the game is basically saying like this is an alternate reality of the other reality right like we have altered fate and we're on this new timeline. So that means that everything is kind of up in the air in terms of where the plot is going to go from this point forward. Yes. And for me, I, there's a lot about that that I like in the sense of like, okay, you're, you're going to take a new page, create some new pages for this book. So what, what do you think? What, what, what did you, how'd you come away with it? Well, I, I I kind of agree with you
1: with the way that you know everything's up in the air about the future of the, of the franchise, right? So one thing is, um, there's an opportunity now for to see what kind of ending or what kind of fate happens with Earth, and at the same time, maybe somebody else might die in the next iteration. Maybe it's Barry, you know, maybe it's Tifa, maybe right. oh, maybe something happens to Cloud. Uh, but right. um, I feel like. Um the the thing that does bother me is like is like is is it, it I don't know if this is the an the alternative timeline. I feel like this could be a sequel to the to classic, but the only people that's aware of what's going on is Aerith and Sephiroth. Those are the oh. only th- and and then um and 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 so it's it's I, I, I kind of play out in my head kind of like the Matrix where okay. Like things keep repeating itself, so right now they're just in a repeating pattern, and somewhere in the, like somewhere like whenever they're at the end before they went into you know the that like mystical space world uh it she it was almost as though Earth was telling cloud like hey if we if we go in, this is gonna change the timeline um uh, right. so I think once you went inside that thing, that's when it all changed, so mm. up to this point, I feel like the game was. Um, was in a weird loop, and then this thing that that is the, the the window to break out of it.
0: Hmm. Interesting. So now,
1: yeah, and then I didn't even know who you know the character Zach was. I was like, who
0: is this dark hair, dark hair version of Cloud? What, what, like, what happened here? <laughs> yeah. So the further, if you decide to play the rest of the original and move forward, you'll get introduced to him, and you'll find out who Cloud is really. Um and some of the things that have happened in the game now obviously I don't think have happened quite yet in the game you played like I don't remember actually getting Red 13 in my party at that point but maybe you did in the old one mm mm-hmm. Mhm Um Oh no, the old
1: one you do get uh, Red 13 um, you get out. you break him out when you you
0: rescue Aerith What about from- Genova being stolen out of the dome
1: I haven't got to that part yet.
0: So you haven't beat Shimmer no. Tower in the original?
1: Oh, I have reached the tower on the original one, but I don't re- remember that part. Because yeah. what I was doing was I was playing the game. I was playing classic up to the point where Final Fantasy, the remake, where um, as it was going along, it was almost as though I was reading um, a book as uh, reading a a harry potter's
0: book at the same time watching a movie right 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 so he he, yeah because i believe that the Genova is not stored there i think she's in another facility which is what leads that's the next like big chapter in the original is essentially chasing sephiroth Mm -hmm. um, because they know what he's up to um and uh yeah so that was like there are some like pretty Bit. To me, those are some like pretty substantial changes. Um, even before you get to the fate of the other cast members, like Aerith. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I know that I've like I don't regret playing the game, but it's like one of those things where it's like, it's it was pretty good, but it wasn't. It didn't line up with what I think I wanted. Mm. <laughs> I don't know if that makes any sense. Like no that makes sense that immediately
1: that made me go immediately to rise of the skywalker and i was like i don't think i want to watch that again yeah yeah
0: <laughs> like i understand where what is happening well i mean <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah yeah that's a sore that's just mm-hmm. open point. uh anyways but, yeah but yeah yeah no it's just like this isn't necessarily poorly constructed i just don't like some of the design decisions and as like a Let's call it a let's call it a sequel or an alternate sequel or whatever. Like mm-hmm. as a, as a as a thing as it being deliberately connected to Final Fantasy 7, I don't know that it didn't. It wasn't just like ah that that feels like a good. This feels good. <laughs> like <laughs> you could almost beat the original game in the amount of time that it takes to play through this first quote unquote chapter of this game. So. I don't know, like time investment, like I feel like if this game was probably like 20 to 30 hours, I would have been more inclined to say like, yeah, cannot wait for installation two. what about you? Oh. Um, I tried hard mode because
1: there was still a lot of things I wanted to unlock. And I I think right around the, uh, uh, the right around after the first chapter, maybe this beginning of the second, I was kind of like, yeah, I don't think I can go through this again. And it was a lot challenging. And so I decided to not resume hard mode and go like, you know, whenever this Final Fantasy Seven remake part two comes out, oh, I should be ready for it probably within the next few years. I'm telling, right. yeah. Unless unless they get a pull out, uh, a rat out of their hat and go like, Oh, it's gonna be available in twenty twenty one. I'm like, Okay, I guess I'm returning a lot earlier than I want to. But <laughs> so you're saying you do need a breather like yeah i do need a breather at first i thought at first i was like yes i want to hang out with all my pals again but then i was like no i think i'm good for
0: now do you think you'll play the original all the way through on god mode just to see the future or to see what the old future was
1: Yes, I yes, I I was still resume playing classic just so I know what's going on. But the, but I also now feel like I'm missing parts of the story like like Zach and um something else like except for when they appear in other games, I feel like there was a lot of nods whether they're in some sort of like um you know, crystal Chronicles or some, I mean, or just something like a game where uh, in the final fantasy Lord, I think I might miss out on that. I'm just like, I'm, I have no time or energy to return to.
0: Yeah. I, he, he shows up in some other Squaresoft properties as a villain or a character that just like is ominous mm-hmm. because people had played final fantasy seven. So I think I, he doesn't do anything in those other games that are relevant to this, mm-hmm. um, But like Zach and a few other characters, like the Easter eggs that you see or the Easter eggs that you don't realize are Easter eggs. And in your playthrough of seven, when Mm -hmm. you play the rest of the original, you'll see like, okay, this is who Zach is. This is who this uh, mysterious black cat is. Um, You'll see all those like revelations later. Um, So, yeah. Uh, it's it's definitely waiting for you to be found and honestly like the second half of, or the middle section of Final Fantasy 7 I think is my favorite part of the game um, because you get to like you get to meet all these new characters you go to a lot of different places that have different personalities and you're kind of chasing this like mysterious badass Sephiroth and that's one thing about the original I liked a lot better than uh, a lot more than the remake is that like they couldn't not like in the original one, you basically don't see Sephiroth until much later, right? Like, yeah, the very end. As I heard, I
1: don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah.
0: You'll see. I mean, you will see him, but he's not really like shown until much later in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in the remake, they like don't waste a lot of time before showing him to you, and so it like builds up this. For me, when I was playing, it like just builds up this image of this like really menacing. Pr- it's like I don't know. It's like if you were. I'm trying to think of another good like like movie or film example or movie or like book example that's like similar, but like it'd be like if you watch Star Wars, the A New Hope, and you never saw Darth Vader until the last third of the of the movie. Mm -hmm. The whole time you like see the damage he does, you see the people he's hurt, you see all of the stuff that's related to him, and you hear people talking about him like he's this scary guy. And so like in your mind, you've built up, you know, you've created this like construct right like darth vader is terrible and frightening and then when yeah. you see him you're like oh fuck look at this guy this is him this is the mm-hmm. guy We are so screwed like mm-hmm. he's impressive right he's even more yeah. impressive. um it's a, i feel like it's that same way as sephiroth the like long build up till you see him and then when they reveal him to you you're just like oh shit everything is you know we're not ready for this yeah exactly <laughs> we're not ready for this guy he's way above us
1: yeah, I, I, I like that. I mean, like for me, I was like, oh, he's just this, uh, Seth this just, um, he's gonna be my in, in game boss, right? He's mm-hmm. gonna be the one that I'm gonna be fighting. So at least they introduced me to him like that, like for me to mentally prepare, like, who is this guy? Okay, I do know that he's mysterious and he's kind of weird, but I, I feel like this guy is gonna be, um, he, he is no ally. You know, I right. never got that vibe from him. Uh, but yeah. Uh, no like it's funny that you mentioned the, the dark vader thing i was kind of like well it's almost like watching a new hope and you see the build up of this villain that's mm-hmm. right of how they did sephiroth and remake but then but then like the whole the classic feels like the approach of i mean it does i know we're throwing a bunch of star wars reference here but rogue yeah. one remember rogue one yeah, at yeah. the very end then you saw Darth vader and yes. then he destroyed
0: everybody so you're just like oh shoot yeah. Uh, till they get it. Like oh yeah, he's a threat. He's a <laughs> massive massive threat and he's scary. Yeah. So, uh but yeah, uh overall like I think the game I think it's I think it's pretty good. I think it suffers from some bloat. Uh the battle system, I think my only complaint is that some of the randomness we talked about earlier and uh oh, right, and the feeling that you frequently have to replay a fight because you aren't playing it right
1: yeah that that was frustrating That's as old. it's like well here's it's almost like you're guaranteed to lose one fight you're gonna lose this fight once yep and and then you're gonna replay it and, and knowing what to do next and i don't know i feel like i feel like when you fight bosses or or monsters like there's usually like three levels of it i think the first one should is supposed to let you know like okay this is the pattern but it just felt like the pattern just kept changing after the second and then the third iteration or part of the
0: fight i'm just like why does this keep changing so yeah that was frustrating but aside for that you got any any uh final final happy thoughts
1: oh happy thoughts i yeah. get to see uh, i get to see this game in beautiful hd mm. um the characters are great the music oh my god the music is so memorable the, the music we didn't talk about much about the music but the music is um it's almost like a um a remastered version of of all your of all the track like just playing it um playing classic and remake at the same time and then hearing how they um, elevated certain songs, you're just like, oh, mm. this is awesome. It's almost like, oh, like the like the remix of fight music, and then you're just like, yeah, I'm ready to fight. That was the only good thing, the only positive thing I take from replaying fight is that I get to listen to these uh, really amazing battle music. And I don't, yeah. I really don't care about battle music in the other games, but this one, these were like just so good and so memorable.
0: Yeah, it's not. Just, it's just, not can't even say enough good things about how gorgeous the music is. It really is like you totally nailed it. Like it, mm-hmm. it just feels so much, it feels so beautiful and rich and alive and, uh, yeah, uh, can't, can't say enough good stuff about it. It's, it is beautiful. Sweet. All right, man. Well, uh, appreciate you, uh, sharing your thoughts and having a good conversation about final fantasy seven remake. And, uh, is there anything you wanted to call out before we uh, sign off?
1: Yeah, um, like as Zach mentioned, we do a, a, a side quest—you know, a podcast or video game for people who t- are too busy to play video games. So if you
0: like to follow us there, uh, we're at side underscore quest on Twitter. And for this one, it's uh, between players, uh, also on Twitter. And uh, yeah, thank you all for listening, and thank you, Jan, for coming on. And uh, yeah, we'll. Uh, we'll get on to the next one. All right. See ya.